Welcome to the Draft and Develop Podcast. My name is Stuart Connor, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan. And we're here to recap the NFL Draft and talk about what's going on yes, in sports not world Not right much, now. no. We're all just quarantining, staying safe. I hope everybody else is as well. Uh, so this is our third job at our third attempt at a podcast. We did the first podcast we did um, during high school was actually relatively successful for what we thought we could do. Um, it only lasted a few months, but we actually we got like a decent amount of views, um, and then that just didn't work out in the end. And then we tried it again a couple years ago, but again, like lives are just too we're just too busy, so we couldn't do it then either. But now we're back and we've. Like we're quarantining, so nothing better to do. And like, I we both want to get our sports takes out into the world, so we thought this would be the better, best outlet for us to do it. Yeah, this is the perfect timing. It just didn't work out before. Our lives were too busy, either with getting ready for university or getting ready for you know, like actually being in university. But this is the perfect time. Everybody here is quarantining. There's a lot of stuff to talk about with the NFL. A lot of stuff to talk about potentially with the NBA and the NHL, baseball. We're gonna mainly focus on the like NFL draft today, but going forward, yeah, just as, of like as of right now, everybody knows like there's not like nothing really going on, but the NFL draft was massive actually. Like it broke viewer like viewership records, and that could be because there's nothing else on TV. But I also just think that the NFL draft is actually one of the more like entertaining sports drafts out there. Um, so yeah, like that's what we'll be covering today. Uh, we'll hope to bring like more like more content throughout uh, the lifespan of this podcast. Hopefully, sports are back within the next couple months, anyway. But even if they aren't, I'm sure we could we will come up with some content to give you guys, and hopefully, it'll be fun, and hopefully, you guys enjoy. Um, yeah, when we started the podcast thing, like it was before podcasts were popping, right? Like now they're like they've been popping for the last like few years, but like we we did our first podcast what like five years ago. Yeah, I think it's coming out this five or six years. Yeah, because grade twelve. Yeah, so like we've we've done it. We've done it and tried before. Um, it was successful the first time, so we're hoping it'll be uh, relatively successful this time as well. Now that we're older and we actually have more time to put into it, uh, we're smarter. We have more resources. So hopefully, it's good. Uh, so okay, let's jump right into it. So what we're gonna do today is we are going to recap the NFL draft. Um, we're gonna give. We're going to go division by division in the NFL. We're going to give you our team grades uh, for each team's draft class that they had. Uh, we're only going to give you – so we're going to give you, like, one prospect we like, one that we maybe don't like. We're only going to talk about a few players, maybe two to three players, because um, we don't want to take too much time on one team, even though, like, we – like, Ryan and I were football nerds. We could spend, like, hours talking about each team's draft and, like, what we thought and this and that, but uh, that'll be boring, so we're not going to do that today. Um, all right, which division do we want to start with, buddy? All right. Uh, we can start over in the AFC. AFC South. We can start with the AFC South if you'd like. All right, yep, you can take it away then. Yeah, one team I thought had an interesting draft. Yeah, one team I thought had an interesting draft was the, uh, the Jaguars. Okay. It definitely seems like they're going to give Gardner a full season as being their starter and see what happens. They go out in the second round. They, they draft Chenault out of Colorado with the 42nd overall pick. And later on, they grab someone that I actually wanted the Packers to draft. And that was Colin Johnson from Texas in the fifth round, 165th overall. 
so I thought they had an interesting draft there. They got two good wide receivers. They spent both their first round picks, number nine overall, and number 20 overall, and two defensive players. So they lost Calais Campbell. They lost Jalen Ramsey last year. They lost some good talent on that defense, and it seems like they're going to restock on defense, and they're also going to give Gardner a couple weapons. Yeah, they lost so uh, Boye as well, I think, too, eh? Yeah. Yeah, they did. They did. All right, who's your next team that we got? We can go with the Texans. I thought the Texans, I don't know what to make of their draft. They didn't have a first, and they only had a two and a three, two fours, and a fifth. So they only have five draft picks. Yeah, I found. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I found the hardest teams to grade. Like, I gave my guys, like, letter grades, right? Or my team's letter grades. I found the hardest teams to grade were the ones who only had maybe, like, three or four picks. And, like, they didn't have a first-round pick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I grade Jacksonville or Houston. It's it's tough to grade these teams. I like what they did, but I don't know if I can give them a letter grade. I definitely like what Jacksonville did. I'm not a huge fan of what the Texans did. They, they went heavy on the line play, though. Their second-round pick was a defensive lineman out of TCU, Ross Blacklock. And then they got Grenard from Florida off the edge in the third round, 90, 90th overall. And they, they drafted another tackle in the fourth. So it's just it looks like Bill O'Brien's looking to upgrade the trenches to either Did get after the quarterback or protect Deshaun. Uh, last night when, they, when that trade with the Lions fell through? That was funny. I just think he's Chip Kelly 2.0, I so I love I like, just like rooting against him, even though like one of my best friends is a Texan fan. But Sorry, Jacob, but you know. <laughs> I don't want to veer too off-topic, but how far do you think Bill O'Brien needs to go in the postseason uh, with these Texans to save his job? Like this – okay, so like are we going on the – like assuming that he, that he lasts another like however many years, or is this just like next year? Just ne- I honestly, that's a good that's a good way to phrase it. I don't know if he's on the chopping block. I, like, does do you think he gets fired? Well, if I'm they not miss gonna lie. Or get, not I don't think he's around? gonna get fired in the next safe. year. I'd give him maybe maybe two because I think if he was gonna get fired in the next year, he wouldn't. A, I don't think he'd have as much power if he does. If that makes sense, like I don't think that the ownership would have given him this much power, like to trade DeAndre Hopkins, um, and like all like the crazy moves that he's made over the last like twelve months. So. I'd probably give him two years, and I would say, honestly, bro, like, I'd say with that team, he needs to make AFC championships or Super Bowls, which is going to be really hard to do, but I think that's like that's what he has to do to keep his job over the next two years. And I think no, there's no chance no. of that. No, man, conference. even with, like, the None. division, like, like the Jags are going to be better next year, and if Gardner doesn't work out and they're bad next year, then they can draft a quarterback. Like next season, the Titans are going to be good. And I don't know. Like it's it's just it's like that's a that's a weird division. Uh, but yeah, so not to veer too off topic, but I don't mind having chats like that because I love that stuff. But uh, what about your next team in the AFC South? What the Colts? Okay. I think the Colts had a really really interesting draft. I'm looking at who they they took. They took. One of the most underrated receivers in that draft, Michael Pittman. I really like 34th overall in the second round. 
and they follow that up with another second round pick, I really taking like Jonathan Taylor. Picks. I think that complements what they're trying to do nicely. The Colts last year were the only team in the league to start the same five offensive oh, linemen wow. every single game last season. So you have Jonathan Taylor, a guy who ran for over 6,000 yards in his three years at Wisconsin. And then you, you add an explosive wide receiver outside and Michael Pittman to go along with T.Y. Hilton. I think that's a nice compliment with your first two picks. Right, they also they drafted uh, Easton too, didn't they? They drafted a quarterback? Yeah, they drafted Easton yeah, in like fourth round, well. 122nd overall. That's an interesting. That's an interesting one because you can sit him behind Rivers for. Uh, I think that's a good value year, pick. To see what you have, yeah, it's a good value pick. You get to see what you have in Eason. Develop Eason. Eason was an interesting, interesting prospect. Watching him last year, he would show flashes of being really elite, really good footwork, really good arm strength, really good accuracy, and then he would just lose it during the game for whatever reason. He would get sloppy. He'd get inaccurate. But I think if you can rein him in a bit and develop him, he would be the perfect prospect in yeah, Indy, like especially with the talent right, they have. And to finish your division off. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. The Titans, I think, had an underrated draft. They got a lineman, 29th overall, Isaiah Wilson from Georgia. They drafted Christian Fulton from LSU, 61st overall. Two solid players from two SEC schools. You can never go wrong drafting SEC players. They just seem bigger, stronger, faster, better coached. And you got you got guys that can play. All right. Uh, so yeah, I did. I actually kind of like that. I did mine a little differently. So I um, I'm gonna go to the AFC west now so i gave i gave what i did is i gave my teams uh like i each gave them like a letter grade um again based like totally off my opinion so if you don't if you don't agree you don't agree like it's whatever it's sports is 99 percent disagreement and then one percent actually like cheering for, for cheering for your team right so um but yeah okay so my first team that i'm gonna go with for the afc west will be the reigning super bowl champs so i'm gonna talk about the chiefs um not a ton of draft picks um no no picks that really jumped off the uh the page i mean like they drafted uh clyde clyde uh edwards elair um i didn't i didn't think he was the best running back available uh they drafted him in the first round I thought that was a bit of a reach, but so like when I say a team's reached on somebody, like teams obviously have, uh, like they have the players they fall in love with, right? And like I think like we've been following the draft long enough that you see teams reach reach like all the time. Um, so like uh, Edwards Elair is one of those guys. I think they reached on, but they obviously liked him for a reason. I do like the addition of a running back. It's just I don't necessarily like the addition of which running back. Um, so. The good pick that I liked that they made was uh, Willie Gay. He's a linebacker. Um, I think he could start right away. They've had to replace their uh, inside linebacker position ever since Derek Johnson left a couple years ago. Um, they also drafted a defensive end from Michigan. So I'm, I'm a Michigan fan, a Michigan football fan. I watch Michigan football games week in, week out. They drafted a guy that I did not hear about until today. And that's like – like I said, I watch – Michigan football week in, week out. 
and they drafted a guy of the name of Michael Dana. Have you heard of this guy, Ryan? Yeah. So I, I gave not. I gave the reigning Super Bowl a chance a C minus. I didn't really like anything they did. Uh, the only pick that I like I, I like was uh, Willie Gay Jr., linebacker of Mississippi State. All right. Uh, the next team I am going to go for would be the Denver Broncos. Sorry. The one thing I will say about the Chiefs, though, and their draft with Elair is I think it fits perfectly with what they're trying to do, like his play style. Okay, how so? Okay. Um, so I'm going to – yeah, so like I said, I'm going to go with the Broncos. So the Broncos went really receiver heavy. Um, they took three receivers with their uh, with their picks or within their picks, uh, two receivers in there with their first two picks. Um, so Jerry, the, like the Jerry Judy one, like that's easy to talk. Like, I'm not going to talk about that one. Like that was, I think that's a slam dunk. Like he fell, um, fell to them. Uh, so they're like, they're good picks. I thought were Judy and, uh, Hamler from Penn state, KJ Hamler. I think that they're surrounding drew lock with a ton of talent. He already has court, court. I think Cortland Sutton has the potential to be a top 10 receiver in the NFL draft or in the NFL. Um, so I love that they're surrounding uh, drew lock with some talent. Um, Another uh, another pick that I really liked from them was uh, Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, he is the center from LSU, and I think he brings like a much needed uh, security to the Drew Lock's pocket. He he can play center or guard, so he shores up the interior of that O line. So I gave the Denver Broncos a B. So like, I thought it was like a very solid draft. There were some picks that I wasn't quite sure about, but overall, I thought it was a pretty pretty solid draft. The Broncos, I think, are hundred percent my sleeper team in the I AFC actually really to like that, make the to be uh, make the playoffs. All right. Yeah, I think I think they're. I I I don't want to say they're a lock, but I think they're the closest thing to a lock of the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year to then jump See, up. See, that's and make tough. The playoffs just because I don't know. I think that division is going to be really. I think that might be one of the most competitive divisions uh, next season. But again, like that's we can that's a topic we we can talk about later. It is, but I, I'm a believer in Drew Locke. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna go on that bandwagon and say that now. I'm a believer in Drew Locke. They went out and added a running back. Now they have two really solid running backs. They had Cortland Sutton on the outside. They go out and draft two wide receivers. They upgrade his offensive line. Drew Locke has every single weapon at his disposal. Yeah. To have a really good year with that. I, I was offense. a Drew Locke believer when he came out in the draft as well. I thought if he came out the year before, he would have been a first-round pick, and then he came out a year later than I thought he should have. And yeah, all right. So yep, my next team I'm going to talk about is the the Raiders. Um, so I liked both receivers they drafted, and Rugs and Ar- and uh, Lynn Bowden from Kentucky. Uh, so Lynn Bowden was drafted in the third round. Rugs was I thought they reached on Rugs. I I don't know, but again, like if you have a like Rugs is a weird one. Because Ruggs is a guy, I think if he fell to maybe like the fifteen to twenty range, the teams would have like jumped up to get him. And I'm I'm not surprised that he was the first receiver off the board, but just because I, I saw how teams were uh, like falling in love with him throughout the draft process. But I, I don't know, like I I don't I personally just don't trust guys who are just kind of fast, which is going to be like contradictory to my points when I talk about the Eagles later, but. Like Ruggs just he just seems like a guy who's just fast and like that hasn't worked out for John Ross hasn't worked out for other guys like that but I don't know he could prove me wrong but yeah um 
So the pick that I didn't like for the Raiders was uh, drafting Damon Arnett, the corner from Ohio State in the first round. I thought that was really poor value on their part. Um, I thought that they could have – there was other positions of need that they could have maybe drafted there. Or there was better corners available that they could have drafted there. But, uh, yeah, one pick that I actually uh, really liked from the Raiders, though, was Amik Robertson. He's a corner. Uh, he was actually their last pick in the draft. He, they drafted him in the fourth round. A uh, smaller guy, but he, he hits. He's very physical, and he should sure up their secondary with, uh, I guess, with Arnett, who I don't really like. But, uh, yeah, all right. So my next team I'm talking about is the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, sorry. I gave the Raiders a B, by the way. Uh, so Los Angeles Chargers. So I thought the Chargers kind of, like, knocked it out of the park with this draft, and I, I, don't, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this one, but so – I think they got the best available quarterback, Justin Herbert. Uh, They got the best available linebacker with Kenneth Murray. They got one of the best available running backs with Joshua Kelly, and that was in the fourth round. And they got one of the top sleep. I think one of the top sleeper receivers of the draft with KJ Hill in the seventh round. Like the receiver depth in this draft is unreal. Excuse me. Um, Yeah. So I think the chargers absolutely knocked it out of the park with this draft. Um, I liked, I went through older picks. I liked every single one. I did like, Quick research on each guy. Uh, like I said, I think they got the best quarterback available, best linebacker available. So I gave them an A. Yeah, I think they had a. I think they had a really, really good draft. I think I was high on Herbert. I know everybody around the NFL world wasn't high on Herbert. I wouldn't be yeah, shocked. Yeah, I'm going to cover the Bengals later. Like we'll we'll. Go, we'll like we'll deep dive in, or we'll do like a little quick deep dive into the quarterbacks when we talk about the Bengals and bring up Burrow. How's that sound? All right, sounds good. But yeah, I don't care who else you have. If you think you got your franchise quarterback, yeah. then I think you're walking out of the draft as a winner, regardless of whoever else you got. But they got a good linebacker. They got another receiver to go to the, add on to that deep wide receiving depth. I think this team, along with the Broncos, yeah. Are both going to challenge for playoff spots, and with that expanded playoff format, they mo they well, they they play small thing Gordon as well. Like they got Joshua Kelly from uh, UCLA, who I thought was really underrated because UCLA's been like, no offense, to UCLA, but they've been kind of trash for the last few years. But I think he's quite good. All right, so do you want to go on? No offense facts. to Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Melvin Gordon's not that great. All either. right, do you want to go on to your next uh, AFC division? All right, we're gonna jump into the AFC East. And I'm going to start with the team that I think is going to Let's win go that division Buffalo. next year. <laughs> and that is going to be the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, I think, had an interesting draft. They got Epinepsa from Iowa in the second round, who, in a lot of mock drafts, was going later in the first round. So they go out. And get a guy that was borderline first-round talent in the second round. Late in the second round. 54th overall. After, because they didn't have a first-round pick. So they traded that pick to get a wide receiver in Stefan Diggs. So they pretty much got a first-round talent after spending their first-round pick to get a first-round talent wide receiver to help Josh Allen. And then this is what I really like. They got Zach Moss from Utah. I think he's going to be a really, really nice compliment to Devils, uh, to Singletary in the backfield there in Buffalo because they lost Frank Gore, 
So I think Moss can fill that Frank Gore role. Singletary can take on a bigger role offensively. That'll take some load off Josh Allen with that one-two punch. And the sleeper pick of this entire draft for them. I really, really like Gabriel that pick. Davis I was going to actually talk about that if you didn't talk about him. Josh Allen last year didn't have a single wide receiver over 5'10". They go out and get Diggs to be their number one, who's six feet tall. They go out and get an explosive, tall wide receiver in Davis, who is 6'2". I love this pick for Buffalo. I love what they did early on in this draft. Right, yeah, I honestly don't really have much. Like, we could talk about the Jake Fromm pick, but I don't really think there's much to say there. Like, I was really, like, I'll, I'll completely, like, come clean. I was, like, I was really high on Jake Fromm about a year ago, and then I quickly, like, died on that hill, I'd say, like, a couple months ago. Or, well, like, I'd say in the college football season. Um, and I think that can be seen by him dropping to the fifth round when uh, before the draft process began. Like, a lot of people had from in their top five quarterbacks, and then I think he was close to the last one selected. I could be wrong, but, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was the last one, but I think he was close to last. Who do you want to talk about next? We talked about the Dolphins, but I'll, I'll make one last point on the whole from situation. I don't think... The Bills could have gone in polar opposite directions with their two quarterbacks they have on the roster now. They have the strong-armed, wildly inaccurate, athletic freak in Josh Allen. And they draft Jake Fromm, the weak-armed, cerebral quarterback from Georgia. I don't. There's no way you can get two quarterbacks on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And Buffalo found a way to do it. That's going to be an interesting situation if Fromm ever has to start because they're going to have to like completely change their offense. Not only that, like if he has to start later in the season in uh, Buffalo in that true. wind and that weather, that might be a problem. Sure. That was the whole reason why people yeah. said he would be like Josh Allen would be a perfect fit in Buffalo. So that's why I'm surprised they went and reached him from. I wouldn't even call that a reach. I don't, I don't think, think it's a reach. I just think it's weird. It's like it's a really weird pick. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a weird fit. Yeah. I just don't think he fits. And the Dolphins? All right. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Dolphins next. I think the Dolphins are – I'm surprised they took Tua, to be honest. I thought this was going to be Justin Herbert. Yeah, I think – I don't know about you, but I I think we were both surprised about that one. It's it's funny, though. Like, everybody was mocking Tua – or not everybody, but uh, like most of the analysts were saying that the Dolphins were they liked Tua, but I just I, I don't know I I just didn't believe them, so I I always thought that they would just take Herbert because I thought he's the better quarterback, but Tua is now a Dolphin. Well, his injury history and like, I because I I know he's uber talented. I'm still a Tua guy. Like when we were talking about this, I I had Tua. One during college football season. I think I had Herbert two, and I was debating if I was a big Burrow guy. This was before Burrow. I think it was around the time Alabama was about to play LSU. We were having this debate. I'm not sure if it was before or after, but I had they went to a Herbert and Burrow in my midseason college football. Yeah, it, you know what's funny? I, I was Herbert. Uh, I had Herbert number one preseason, right, and then it changed like mid. Did it even change? I don't even. I wouldn't even say it changed. It, it was just kind of 
like consistent, uh, just consistent, like top three were just kind of consistent. They might have just like swapped places if that makes sense. But, anyways. Yeah, but I think the Dolphins had a. They did. I think they did really well with, with who they got. They took Austin Jackson tackle 18th overall. They needed to upgrade that uh that old line, especially with a guy like Tua coming off injury. And they did that a couple times. They got another offensive lineman, Robert Hunt, from Lafayette, Louisiana Lafayette, in the second really- round. They took a guard in the fourth round. They they invested heavily up front, which I think is, is you're going to have to do with a guy that yeah is coming off well, a major injury like that. And they too. traded uh, Tunsil as well. I really right? like what they did. Yeah, they needed they needed mm-hmm. to get someone to come in there. And I I really I uh, when I was watching uh, the end of the draft today, I saw a tidbit on their seventh round pick, Malcolm Perry. He was. You play for Navy, so like you know that they have that triple option. Like your quarterback plays running back, your receiver. Like your quarterback basically plays like all the skill positions on offense. Um, so he was like their quarterback slash uh, receiver, and they, they were talking about in the uh, the Senior Bowl how he took the first. Uh, he only played. He only had one play at quarterback. He took the snap and took it fifty yards to the house in the Senior Bowl. So I think like like that's kind of a, that'll be an interesting one. I don't know if he. Like, seven-round picks are tough, right? Because you don't even know if they're going to make the team. But I just think that's an interesting one to look at because I think he's, like, a skilled guy and he has, like, the military background. So, I don't know. I just thought that would be an interesting one just to quickly bring up. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on one of those Navy yeah, quarterbacks like, in this, like, later in the round, like, sixth or seventh round because they're well-disciplined. They know the offense. They know how to play the game. Because they pretty much play every single position. They play quarterback, running back, everything for the for that Navy offense. So I wouldn't mind taking that's a that's not a bad pick. The biggest the biggest surprise, I think, for their in their entire draft was and I don't, I'm not gonna even bother trying to pronounce this guy's last name. The corner from Auburn, Noah Egg with their, with their third first round pick. That's an interesting one to me because they go out and they sign the year before they sign Xavier Howard to a big deal. And then they just signed Byron Jones to a big deal this past off season, the one that we're currently in. So they spent big money on two corners and then they go out, they go out and draft a third corner in the first round. That's an interesting pick. Definitely. Definitely. That, that comes from that Bill Belichick though that tree because uh, Ryan Flores he's he comes from that Bill Belichick staff and Belichick likes to invest heavily in the secondary so I wonder if he's just well, he's a, yeah he's a defensive minded coach anyway there. right so um, yeah I can hundred percent see that all right and who do we have next I am going to go to This is going to be an interesting one. I'm curious to see what you say about them because I, like, I'm kind of happy I didn't have to do this one because I could not figure it out. I honestly, they didn't have a first-round pick. They only had two seconds and three-thirds. I honestly don't know much about the guy they took. Out of the small school, like small division two school, Kyle Duggar. They took him thirty seventh overall. I don't know much about him. I'm not even gonna try to say I do. But they took two edge rushers. They took one sixtieth overall, Josh Uche. Uche. 
Josh Uche. Pronounce his name? Uche? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to disrespect him. I'm not going to lie. Like that. I'm going to respect Uche. my machine boy right now. He Edge rusher. Right him, I'm shocked he went in the second round, but we can talk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. You had him going lower than that? I had him going lower than the next edge rusher they took, which Honestly, was after me Jennings. Like, Uche is really interesting because he's, like, really long and athletic, but, and, like, he, I don't know. He, he's just, like, he's a project. I'll just put it that way. Like, he, he's an athlete, like, he's athletic enough to be, like, a good project. I just don't know, like, where he's going to play. If he's going to play, like, defensive end or if he's going to play, like, that uh, 4-3 outside linebacker and drop into coverage. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what it is about Michigan players. I have PTSD because no, of Jake Ryan. To draft any Michigan players between oh, Jake yeah. Ryan and then Rashawn Gary last year. Man, I would give up I've on Gary. Yeah, that was only one for the Packers, but it's, it hasn't. I know, but like he didn't produce at Michigan, and he didn't produce yeah, in, in his first year That's with fair. the Pack. So I don't know what I'm expecting with this guy. But yeah, I don't. I don't have much to say here. The, the Pats seem to do whatever the Pats want to do. It seems like Bro, they have Doug, inside as soon information. As I, like, that when no I was watching has. the draft last night, and I saw that the Patriots took Duggar. I'm like, man, either like Bill Belichick is smarter. Well, I know he's smarter than us anyway. But like that was just such a Bill Belichick pick. That's probably the most Bill Belichick pick I've ever seen in my life. Well, they took. So it is a Bill Belichick pick. They take a Division two player, and then in a draft that apparently wasn't deep at tight end. They take I mean, two they tight, tight ends, ends in, all in the third round. They do, but like yeah. it wasn't Asi, a deep tight end draft, and they go out and get two. They took Dalton Keene, 101st from Virginia Tech. Yeah, I honestly, this draft with them, you'll probably you'll probably see in like two, three yeah. years, you'll be like, damn, who the hell is that guy? And then you'll be like, oh, okay. The past drafted him mid- and then mid rounds of the draft, like they always do. They always find those value picks that no one else sees. All right, so the last team in the AFC East that we're going to talk about is the Jets. I kind of liked what the Jets did. I kind of like what the Jets did. They go out, get back to That's my favorite tackle in the draft, by the way, just as an offense. And then. Yeah, they got. They yeah. need to protect. They need to protect Darnold. So they go out, get him a left tackle, right tackle. I don't know. Where, I don't know where he'd play. Would he fit left um, tackle? I think he could play both. I yeah, think he's I athletic enough to play both. I think he does. Yeah. I yeah, think he starts at right tackle. I, I think, think he like, starts especially at right like tackle. like for all these rookie guys. Like when we were watching the draft the other night, and like Jacob was saying, like oh, like all these guys are right tackles. Like yeah, all of them are right tackles. But like you don't like most like tackles start off as right tackles and they move to the left or they just like they stay on the left right so and then with, with their second pick that's why he was still available in this spot yeah they took Denzel Mims from Baylor with the 59th overall pick that yeah. one I think you're, is going to end up being a steal this guy can fly. If I'm not mistaken, I think he ran a four three at his combine. He ran a four three eight. Or he ran in the low four fours at least. Yeah, I knew he ran between the four, like the high four threes and the low four fours. So a four three eight, that's not bad. Michael Pirine is a steal in the fourth round as well. I was hoping. 
That is. They hit. That is. Have him in the backfield with Le'Veon. Bryce Hall in the fifth round as well. That's a steal, too. I, I wanted the Bryce Eagles to draft him, and then like, I'm surprised he fell as far as he did, and then it just didn't. But, yeah. They took another tackle. Cameron Clark in the fourth round. So they took two tackles. I think Cameron Clark was. Yeah, they have him listed as a guard on the website. Yeah, so I can picture him kicking in to right or left guard. But I think I think they did well. They got a couple defensive players here. Ashton Davis from Cal. All right. Yeah, I think they I think they did well. I think they did well. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's good enough to push them over the hump and make the playoffs. But I think they had a I think they I, had well, like you were a solid me, foundation going forward. Like, here. I'm not gonna steal your point here, but like you told me about like the Bills schedule and how like the Jets might be able to like over like, even like uh, challenge for that division. I think schedule wise, that's what's. I think I'll just tell I'll tell the yeah. audience what uh, I was telling you before. I do think Buffalo is the best team in that division. But their 2019 schedule did play heavily into their record last season. They had a really weak schedule last year, and then their schedule this year is brutal. They play the Pats still. They play the Chiefs. I think I want to say they play the Ravens. I could be wrong there, but I know they play a couple. Like they play a bunch of playoff teams from last year because they play that they play that second place schedule now this year. And between between the rotate protein schedule and then playing that second place schedule, they have a brutal schedule. So I think the Jets can make a Buffalo like leap and potentially make the playoffs. Well, they can even maybe like make the playoffs in one of those like extra wild card spots too, right? Yeah, that seventh wild card or a seventh team and that third wild card, yeah. I think is going to make things interesting. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a hot take with this. I think this extra wild card potentially opens up the door for more in-season trades. Oh, in you know what? No, I, I I can see that because that means teams are like more teams are going to be more competitive. Yeah, I can hundred percent see that because you have more competitive, and then as that, I think because I think they pushed it back. I also want to say the trade deadline used to be week six, and I think they pushed it back to I want to say week eight. So between pushing it back later. You have more teams that are competitive that can potentially fight for that extra wild card spot. That might be more willing uh, to try to save their jobs. Make a trade. Yes, I I think that I think this is a interesting interesting. potential theory that can come true. All right, so uh, I'm going to jump into the AFC North now. Um, So, like I uh, alluded to earlier, I'm going to talk about the Bengals first. So okay, I'll I'll come out and just give like give you my like my draft grade for the Bengals. I gave him a C. I gave him a C. Okay, and I gave him a C because I understand why they made the picks they did. I just personally didn't really like any of them. If that makes sense, like I'm I'm not a Joe Burrow guy. I like. I do not trust a quarterback who had one good season in college surrounded by an NFL team. Like, okay, granted, Joe Burrow had the greatest college quarterback season ever. Like, okay, like we'll put that there, right? That does not translate to NFL success as we see with most quarterbacks who are that successful in college football. Like, there's a laundry list. Well, I'm going to throw 
I was just going to say there's a laundry no, list of guys we've seen put up like, like huge numbers like that at good schools who did absolutely nothing in the NFL. Like, cough, cough, Tim Tebow. Anyways, what was your... Uh, I'm not comparing Joe Burrow to Tebow either, but I'm just using him. I'm going to throw it... I'm not, gonna, I'm not making this direct comparison either, but it's something that you have to keep an eye on. Go back to Oh, with Matt Leinert? That was what I was thinking about, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Matt Leinert. LSU just had a ton of players drafted. I think they tied the NFL record with Ohio State in 2004 with the most players drafted. So, like, Joe Burrow was playing with a ton of, like, NFL-caliber talent around him. It's hard to judge a quarterback playing. Well, with that's that why I'm not. I, like, I wasn't a two, like I'm not a Tua fan. Like Tua plays in Alabama. Alabama's like an NFL team every year, right? Like last year they had a down year, but like Alabama's generally like an NFL team every year. That's why like that was my knock on Tua. I didn't think he could like win big games besides like him coming in for relief with Jalen Hurts. And then, anyways, I don't want to. Like... Here, here's the only thing I want to say about this. This is the only thing I want to say about this. It took until Bro yeah. was twenty three. I think he's twenty three. He fifth year senior well, to finally put it together. It took him being twenty three years old. It took him having an NFL caliber offensive coordinator. It took him having a ton of NFL players around him yeah, and to it, finally pop. Tua came in that good, so that's the only difference between the two of them. Tua came in as a freshman. Hmm. And could yeah, have started as a freshman. Because he, he popped yeah. in that national championship game as a true freshman. That's the only that's the only thing I'm like that's like okay. the only difference I'm gonna say between the two of them. One guy did it as a freshman, right, the fair. other guy waited until he was a fifth year senior. Um yeah, well yeah, so again like in conclusion, like I don't I am not a Joe Burrow fan. Um I thought they reached on T. Higgins. I think he's AJ Green 2.0, except worse actually. I think like AJ Green is one of the he was one of the best receivers of the 2010s. Um, and like I was like this is what I always go back to, right? Like when when people love a player, like I always go back to like okay, but like did they win with him, right? Like it's the same thing. Like when uh, when I talk about the Redskins later, when I talk about uh, like Chase Young, like I'll, well, I'll, well, I won't even tell you my point now, but. Like, can you win with this guy who you're drafting like this high, right? Like, we don't we don't know like what any of these guys are gonna do until they do it. So, I can't like I don't know. I just think that like scouting in the NFL is just like a massive like question mark that like we all try to make sense of. That's it's just really hard to. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I gave the Bengals a C. I didn't really like anything they did to be honest, but like they're drafting number one overall, and they could be wrong. So I don't want to give them like a failing grade, but yeah. Um, so the Browns, the Browns, I really liked their draft, okay, like in comparison to the Bengals. So everybody's like clowning the Browns, we've been clowning the Browns for years, especially last year with Baker Mayfield. Well, guess what? Baker Mayfield is one of the best tackles in this draft now, and he's mean. Jedrick Wills from Alabama, he's going to be really good. Grant Delpit, they call him Jamal Adams Jr. Jamal Adams is probably the best strong safety in the NFL. And, yeah, like Harrison Bryant, the tight end from Florida Atlantic, love that pick as well. And they might have honestly gotten the steal in the draft. Like, I don't, again, I don't want to sound biased, but I was talking to you about this earlier. 
I don't understand, like, first of all, I don't understand why Donovan Peoples-Jones fell so far. And B, I wouldn't have, like, I don't know who told him to come out in this draft, but whoever did should be fired. Because I think if he came out next year, he'd probably be a top, I'd say top three-round pick. And he, he dropped to round six. This guy has top three-round talent. He dropped to round six. I think that's a steal. I think he's going to fit in quite well with that receiver core in Cleveland. So I gave the Browns an A. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about the Ravens next. Uh, like quickly, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna spend too much time on the Ravens. Like the Ravens are consistently one of the best drafting teams in the NFL. I think they did it. I think they did it again. Um, yeah, like I, there's yeah, not much to it. say. Like they, they every single draft. pick, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like I don't think. Like I honestly think the Ravens are probably top five like drafting teams ever, in my opinion, and maybe even top three. Like. Patrick Queen, I didn't think he was the best linebacker, but I think he he's really, really good. J.K. Dobbins fits our offense perfectly. Devin Duvernay from Texas, I think, was a steal. I really, really liked him at receiver. I think he'll be a good target for Lamar. They drafted a bunch of guys on the offensive line or two guys, two guards uh, specifically because – I did Yonder retire? I think he retired, right? Yeah, so they, they drafted, they drafted yeah, two guards right. and with their uh, right. third-round picks and fourth-round picks. So, and like they got another guy, James Proche, receiver from SMU, who I think is going to be really good as well. Yeah. I was he was a sixth round pick, bro. Like, I cannot yeah, believe you can talk take about a that when we get back. I cannot yeah. believe that. Yeah, like a whole lot of yeah, yeah, like, I'm, I'm a big Eagles fan, and Ryan's a big like, Packer fan, so like we might, we're probably going to spend more time on our teams because I know I have a lot to say about uh, like my team's draft. All right, and uh, yep, Steelers again. Quickly, like didn't have a first round pick. Like they they didn't really do. Oh, so I give the Ravens an A, by the way. But anyways, didn't really like love anything the Steelers did. I'm a, I really like Chase Claypool, like Canadian kid. We love we love our Canadian content in the NFL. Um, Alex Highsmith from Charlotte, I liked. Um, that I don't know. Like they they just didn't really like the Steelers didn't really do much for me. If that makes sense, like uh, like nothing, they didn't pick anybody who just like jumped off the page at me, so I gave them a C minus. Um, all right, I guess we're going to the NFC now. Yeah, jumping over. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'll do the east last. The North. Like that'll be my last one that I do. I'll do the south before I do the east. Yeah, okay. I think I'm gonna start with the NFC West. Arizona, yeah, I think did what they had to do. I didn't. I don't love what they did. I don't hate. What I don't they, know. If, I like Isaiah Simmons is a weird one. At actually, no. Okay, never mind. I like. I wouldn't yeah. let. I wouldn't let him get past. I also. Me. So I, I, I was looking at now. Him. Like they drafted Josh Jones as well in the third round, and I really liked him as a tackle. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they needed a tackle, so they take a tackle. If Simmons goes earlier than eight, or like I think if he goes in the top seven, I think they take a tackle there at eight. But I think that Isaiah Simmons was too good of an athletic freak at linebacker slash safety to let him fall past yeah. them at eight. And then they address their offensive line with their next pick, which was in the third round. They didn't have a second round pick, so I think they had to take a tackle. So they took a tackle I in the thought, third round. Yeah. And their defense was awful. They took a bunch of defensive players after that in the fourth, fourth and sixth round. 
which they had to do because their defense was. Terrible. I thought Isaiah Simmons was like one of the top three players in the draft, so like getting him eight, I think, is great value. Yeah, so I think Arizona just. I think they had. I think this is the team that mm-hmm. did exactly what okay. they had to do. I I think they I think they just did what they did. Like I don't think there was any luxury picks here. I think they yeah, like they, you think they just took the like the best available took. guys, maybe like or. That with yeah. I think they did it with Simmons, and I think they took needs outside of that. I think they needed a tackle. They took Josh Jones from Houston. They needed some defensive help, so they spent their next three picks on defensive help. So I think they did exactly what you, they needed to do. Not mad at that. I'm curious to see what Kyler Murray and company has to, in store for next year. All right, going to the Rams. I think the Rams may have gotten a steal with Cam Akers. 52nd, running back from Florida State. This guy coming out of high school was touted as the next great college football running back. But it's unfortunate he went to Florida State right at the beginning of their downturn. Because he didn't do much at Florida State. Yeah. Sorry. I I, I think we both remember when he uh, came out, right? Like, that was... I think it was 2015, 2016, um, like when he came out of high school. And he was, I think he was number one running back ranked in high school, like coming out of high school. Five star guy, like incredible athlete. And yeah, like I just think it was a really like sucky situation that he fell into. Like imagine if Cam Akers went to like, I don't know, like imagine if he went to like an Alabama or a Georgia or something like that instead. He's probably like a top two, mm-hmm. or like, or I guess he was a second, he was a second round pick. But I, I think he's like probably the first running back off the board, though. If he, uh, if he went to an SEC, pool. yeah, I think he's one of the first ones off the board. I think he's like if he goes, if he goes to a, a prominent program at the peak. I think yeah. I think he's one of the best running backs in this draft. I, yeah. I still think the Rams got a really good steal here, and they took Van Jefferson five picks later at fifty-seven from Florida. After losing Brandon Cooks, I, I like this pick. I like this pick. And after losing Todd Gurley, I think mm. they, they fill two holes there on that offense. So Man, hopefully that offense will get back good. to like, what they, they were Cooper 18. And, uh, oh, my God. Robert Woods still, yeah. Robert Woods. Yeah, but those are both, those are both more slot guys. I needed That's someone true. on the outside. And I think Van Jefferson can fill that role, fill that role nicely. Yeah, I think they got some good value picks. They got Lewis from Alabama in the third round. Joel Burgess from Utah later in the third round. Jordan Fuller, not a bad pick in the sixth round. They got some good value picks here. I think they had a sneaky yeah, good draft. Yeah, I agree. I think it's hard. I think it's hard to evaluate the uh, the Rams because they're like the Seahawks. Notice the Rams and the Seahawks. I guess in the Patriots as well. Like they're always drafting like in like the late rounds unless they're terrible. Like they're never usually in the first round. They're usually maybe like early yeah. second, mid second. Like maybe a couple picks. Like I don't know. It's just interesting. Speaking of those Seahawks, I didn't love what they did. Okay. I didn't love what they did. They took with their first pick. They took Jordan's book. Yeah, Jordan Brooks, yeah. a linebacker from Texas Tech. No. Yeah, not not a huge fan. I think it's I think it's almost impossible to draft players from the Big Twelve. 
from that from that side of the ball. Yeah, but they didn't even draft the best linebacker from the Big Twelve, though. Like, yeah, and I, yeah. I don't I don't even I, I I don't get it. They took Darrell Taylor, defensive end from Tennessee, in the second round, forty eighth overall. Not a huge fan there either. They could have gone O line. They they could have gone O line in their first two picks. They didn't. They took a guard in the third round. Because Russell Wilson's been running for his life the last couple of years. I would I would have gone probably an old lineman. Yeah, looking at the, in the third. Yeah, looking at their picks. Overall, I, I didn't like what they did. Like <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. Probably the only pick. I don't mind. Stanford usually produces some good tight ends, so... Yeah. Colby I Parkinson in the fourth round might be a value pick. We'll see. We'll see about that one. We'll see about that one. But other than that, I, I would I would give him a D. Yeah. I was gonna give him a letter grade. I'm not a huge fan of what they did. They didn't take they didn't take some of the best players on the board. They didn't really fill any needs. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of what the Seahawks did. Alright. Now going over to the San Francisco 49ers, the team that should have won the 2019 Super Bowl. <laughs> well, at least they're keeping up with tradition. Yeah. They drafted another defensive lineman in the first round. Javon Kinlaw, 14th overall. Honestly, don't have much to say. It's just another one of the long line of talented defensive linemen that they're going to rotate through to get after the quarterback. Stop the run. That te- like this team is going to be tough. Next I thought year. That they're going to be tough to beat, pick, just in my opinion. But and then they go out there. Yeah, I I'm like not a huge player. fan of I the like pick player. Itself, I just don't like, like when you have pick. a strength and you're adding. Yeah. they're just adding a strength to a strength. So well, I think by far have the best defensive line in the league. Eric Armstead for you, like you're basically trading Eric Armstead for Javon Kinlaw. I, I get that. Keep the price down. I that's that's my, what I thought as well. Keep the price know. down. Like you have like four first round picks on that defensive line already. Why do you need another one? Anyways, I'm sorry. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they lost the Super him, Bowl. And Pat- for as great as that defensive line is, it could be yeah, neutralized with, with a great quarterback. quarterback and an explosive offense. Like it doesn't matter, bro. Yeah, like that. People always put the value in, and this is this is my I, own personal. You want to touch on this when I talk about Chase now Young. or later if you want? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. We'll touch okay, on that when we get when I get to Chase Young because we're gonna yeah we're gonna cover this. All right, but I, I did like, like the Brandon Ayuk pick at twenty fifth overall for them because they lost Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, he's in yeah, New Orleans right. now. If I'm not mistaken. So they needed a new receiver. So now they have another receiver to go along with that offense. I like I like what they're trying to build here in San Francisco. It's they're like they didn't really lose anything to free agency like a lot of Super Bowl teams do. They just kind of retooled. They lost a defensive lineman, they replaced him with another defensive lineman. They lose a receiver, they replaced him with another receiver. Yeah. I like them picking up a tackle. I like they lost they much got, uh, Trent Williams today as well. That's that's a good pick. Yeah. I forgot that they picked up Trent Williams today. That's an underrated pick up there. 
this I'm low key. I'm scared. Like that team, I think is going to repeat. Is he as, not old though? Like is he not like in his mid thirties? I could be. I could be completely wrong, but I thought he was like older. I think he is older, but yeah. I think he's around the same age as Joe Joe Staley. Joe Staley just retired, so I'm not yeah, mistaken there. <laughs> yeah. So and Joe well, Staley was still good last year, and and Trent yeah. Williams doesn't have that wear and tear because he didn't play at all last year. So yeah. I think the, you I know like what's, what's funny. Doing. I think the Niners are like are kind of okay. So after the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, I think a lot of teams started copying like their like D line model of having like four like studs up front. Because I I don't remember like other teams like doing this before the Eagles did it and won with it in the Super Bowl. But you know what's funny about that that whole defensive line setup? That's that's true. It doesn't yeah, work. It, it, yeah. No, but Tom Brady yes, okay, yes them, the Eagles right? won the Super Bowl, right? Tom yeah. Brady torched them that entire game. That yeah. defensive line. Well, it was the biggest play. play of the game. Uh, granted, it was the play that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, granted, it sealed the game. But, like, if they made plays yeah. earlier in the game, it doesn't come down to that play. They, they don't make any plays. They, that strip sack late in that Super Bowl. Granted, like that could have happened with anybody. Any random defensive lineman in the NFL can make one play. Don't do Brandon Graham like that. That was disrespectful. I just, yeah, (laughs) that was super. Brandon Graham's been one of the best defensive ends in football for the last probably like seven or eight years. Don't do that, but whatever. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, all right. I'll take so on the NFC South now. Um, So I'm gonna start with the Falcons. Didn't really love what the Falcons did to you, if we're going to be honest. Uh, I haven't liked the Falcons yeah. season at all. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you on that one. They're terrible. Yeah, like, I think I'm being kind of generous, giving them a C. I thought picking AJ Terrell at 16th overall was kind of a stretch. I thought that was a reach. Um, granted, though, I think Marlon Davidson in the second round was good value at, uh, the, at 47th overall. I thought that was pretty good value. Um, they drafted a center, I guess, to replace uh, Joe Mack, I believe. Whoever their center is, I, I forget his name, but I know he's getting he's getting up there in age. But then I did some research on this guy who they drafted, and he doesn't seem too good to me. But I mean, I could be wrong. It was Matt Hennessy from Temple. Um, yeah, didn't really like much what the Falcons did, so I gave him a C. Um, go to the the Panthers. So speaking about defensive fronts, the Panthers drafted a bunch of defensive linemen. A bunch. Uh, yeah, they, if they had, if any team in the NFL had a plan going into this yeah, draft, and it did was they the need Panthers. defensive linemen? Kind of. Did they need secondary help more? Yes. But hey, man, like I'm not. I liked what they did. They took their yeah, first seven like, I liked what all they did. They the need balls. defense, and they got defense. Um, whoa, they I, didn't. I want to say no, they, they took three defensive linemen. Um, two they points. didn't make it an offensive pick at all, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, yeah. I, mean, last I wasn't sure they took their last pick. But yeah, they didn't make a players. last pick or an offensive pick at all. So love Derek Brown. Uh, love Yeter Grosatos. Love both those guys. Um, Troy Pride, the corner from uh, Notre Dame, I actually think is going to be pretty good. 
drafted a couple safeties. Like I overall like what they did because instead of replacing Luke Keekley with one guy, they replaced him with what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys. So there you go. There you go, Panthers fans. Um I give the Panthers a B because I even though I didn't think they need all the D linemen, I think Gross Matos on one side, Brian Burns on the other side, and Derek Brown in the middle is absolutely filthy. So that should be fun to watch and not fun to play against. Um, so I'm going to go to the Saints. So the Saints, like the Steelers, uh, they didn't have a first round – or sorry, they did have a first round pick. Um, but they didn't have many picks, though. They only had four picks. So I, it was hard to give them the grade. I just gave them – what did I give them? A C+. Plus. Um Cesar Reeves, that's my guy from Michigan. I think he's going to – or I, I know he's going to start right away. He's, he can play center. He can play guard. Um, and I didn't know the Saints actually had a need in the interior of the offensive line. Like, I thought they were pretty sure up, but I guess not. Um, Zach Bond, the linebacker from Wisconsin, really liked him. I wish the Eagles would have drafted him, uh, but we'll get to that later. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I liked who they took for the most part. They took Tommy Stevens, a quarterback from Mississippi State, which I thought was interesting. Um yeah, like only four picks, not much to say, like four solid guys. The, the tight end they took from Dayton, I think, is Dayton's uh, all-time leader in touchdowns or touchdown receptions, one of the two. So, Do you know if he plays, he is going to be the first Dayton Flyer to yeah, play in the NFL since like the, the guy 1970s, lost out of like a kicker or something that was not. Yeah. I can't remember. I remember reading that somewhere. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I honestly, I didn't even. Yeah. I honestly don't follow Dayton yeah. football. Sorry, Dayton football fans. I didn't even. Realize. I didn't even realize they I had a program. program I knew they. Had, yeah. I know they have a good basketball program, but I didn't. It's like realize Villanova. They had I didn't even know Villanova football had football. I think they had basketball, but they have football. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I am going to move on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so the Brady draft. Did you call this yeah. the Brady draft? I don't know though. Like they, they took some, they took some, some dudes that like won't necessarily help Brady, but I liked. Uh, so Tristan Wirfs, I offensive tackle. I thought like every, I'd say the top four tackles I liked. I thought that I think Wirfs I had him at third and Thomas at fourth, and the other two I think I had Becton and then Wills. But uh, yeah, like I like the Wirfs pick. I'm not gonna really touch on that. Um, so my favorite pick for the Bucks was Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety from Minnesota. Um, the Bucks have been drafting secondary players for a little while now, like corners. I don't think they've drafted a safety though, but they've been drafting corners for a couple of years now. I haven't really hit on one, so, but I think Antoine Winfield Jr. at safety will help uh, make that secondary really good. And here's my interesting one: this flyer, Keyshawn Vaughn, running back from Vanderbilt. So I did some research on this guy. Um, short, stocky runner, and I was watching some of his tape, and there's a highlight of uh van he played he went to vanderbilt uh they played lsu and so there's a highlight of him running through four lsu defenders from the five yard line to get into the end zone which i thought was impressive not the fastest guy but i think he'll be very good on the goal line and i think he'll be a good one-two punch with ronald jones i think ronald jones is more of like a i don't know i think he's more of like a receiving back compared to uh Keyshawn vaughn but yeah so i really liked him uh, so I gave the Bucks an A because I didn't. I liked everything they did, to be honest with you. Um, and yeah, that's the NFC South. I don't think I forgot anybody. Nope. 
I'll just add the last thing with the Bucks. I think Tyler Johnson, the receiver from Minnesota. Yeah, I was actually going to touch on him, but I just pick. didn't want to keep talking about the league. I think that's going to be a sneaky pick. I don't know how much he contributes next year, but yeah, if they can get the him only, on the I field, don't think, I think he contributes unless somebody gets hurt. Pick. Yeah, because they have they have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and then they just picked up Gronk. They still have OJ Howard and Cameron Brait. Like they have so many weapons in Tampa. But if they can get him on the field, I think he can be a, yeah. a sneaky, sneaky good pick. Tampa, for Tampa. Tampa made some he like a few sneaky good picks. Like I did not hear of this running back from Vanderbilt until I actually did my research and found out he was he. I liked him. Um, like where. Yeah. yeah, I like, what, right. they I like uh, what they did. Now we will get to your NFC North. Yeah. All right. I will touch on my boys last. We'll touch <laughs> on the scum of the division first. We will start with the Bears. You know what's funny? Sorry, let's make oh, a really quick point before you begin. I couldn't name you one guy the Bears drafted besides Colt Command or whatever, whatever his name is. Oh, it's like Jalen Johnson. Okay, that was a good pick. But anyways, sorry. <laughs> they took two corners that are going to get lit up by Aaron Rodgers, and Jalen Johnson from Utah, and Kendall Vildor from Georgia Sun- Southern. Kindle, Kindle, yeah. Interesting first name, by the way. I was being named after an e-reader. Kindle. <laughs> sorry, Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, they invested heavily in the defensive line. Outside of Cole Komet, the tight end in the second round, they, they took, for their next three picks, they took Jalen Johnson from Utah, corner. I I love those defensive players from Utah. They're just I, hard, I, grindy yeah. players. See, I can't solid, say the same thing, because I watched Eric players. Rowe for three years in, in Philly, and I watched Calvin Johnson son him on uh, Thanksgiving one year, so I don't know what I can say about Utah players, but you know. That's true, yeah, actually. That is Utah true, yeah, because that game was in like 2013 you know I mean? or 2014. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I do like, but you are. I I do have PTSD. I do have the same thing like you. I yeah. do have PTSD from certain players from certain colleges that were on Arizona like, State. I don't know. Not necessarily. I'm low key, buddy. I hate to say it. Low key, Michigan. I All don't right. like Michigan players in the NFL. Outside of Brady, I oh, Brady, he has a Funchess now too. I don't yeah, take a Michigan player. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge yeah, fan. Probably. Watch him like put He's up like 300 yards. Man, we have a lot of tight ends. I don't know if we yeah, need another tight end. I don't know if, if we'd move Funchess there. We need receivers. Yeah, That's why I'm like absolutely shocked we didn't take a receiver. Yeah, yeah, not much to say here with with the Bears. They're adding more talent to that defensive, like the, the back end. They're giving they're giving Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky more talent, a tight end, gave another receiver. The Mooney kid is explosive. I will say this. They're a fifth-round receiver from mm-hmm. Tulane. This kid can fly. This might be the steal. This might be a steal of, like, the draft. This might be, like, one of those receivers down the road where you're like, damn, how did he fall down, like, that far? But outside of that, I'll just give them an average draft. All right, going to the other team I'm not a huge fan of in this division is the Vikings. I def I do I will admit I do like the Justin Jefferson pick with their with their twenty second overall pick. 
do like this. I think this kid can play. And especially losing Diggs, they needed to go out and replace Diggs. So now you have Jefferson on one side. Jefferson you still have Thielen on the other side. Maybe that's, what, maybe that's what Cousins needs. Maybe that's what he needs. I, isn't Jefferson but... like 6'2"? No, because when I was in there, I didn't sure. realize how – he's 6'1". Um, hello, everybody. We So we just had some technical difficulties. So like, obviously with the coronavirus, we're all social isolating, and um, we can't record like together in one area. So like we have to use um, online uh, programming to record our voices together. And uh, yeah, I just decided not to work. So we are back now. Yeah, it took an hour um, in yeah. and disconnected. But we left off yeah, talking about the Vikings. It was going so well too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking uh, about we were talking about Justin Jefferson before it decided to yeah. cut off on us. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize he was uh played most of his snaps in the slot. I knew he was a taller receiver, so I, I always assumed that he played on the outside. Mm-hmm. Because I always, I always picture in my mind, I like Cole Beasley is the perfect slot receiver. Like guys built like that, like like five oh, like nine, yeah, like five eight, five nine, five ten. Those are the guys I picture in the slot. I don't picture guys six one playing the slot, but I guess Jerry Judy plays the slot too a bunch, and he's like six two. Yeah, because all those guys run like vertical routes out of the slot. Yeah. But yeah, what I was saying though, the Vikings, uh, the Vikings, I think had the most draft picks of this entire draft. I think they had fifteen, if I counted this correctly. Oh, yeah, they wow. had fifteen picks. So they pretty much they touched on everything. For a team that was talented, okay. like when they for a team that had one of the best rosters in the league, they only got better. They added a bunch of yeah. talent. And talent everywhere. It's hard not to. Everywhere. It's hard not to do 15 picks. <laughs> Three corners, a linebacker, two defensive linemen, a tackle, a receiver, another receiver out of Miami, another tackle, another safety, another defensive end. Yeah, they, they took a bunch of bunch of talent and they kind of dispersed it all over the field. Mm-hmm. I really like what they did. I hate to say it, but I yeah. really like what they did. Oh, it's fine. I'm gonna have to like I'll, when I'm talking about the Cowboys, I'm gonna have to do that too. But all right, so talking about the last team in this division before I get to my boys, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. They took Okuda from Ohio State. That was, I think, this was the, this was the pick that was almost. I don't want to say a lock, but it was the closest thing to a lock outside of. Joe Burrow to the Bengals and Chase Young to the Redskins. Okuda was talked about going to the Lions pretty much since the draft process started, since they lost Slay. Whether they took him at four, five, six, whoever they potentially could have traded down, Okuda was the guy I think they were going to take all along. They should have. They, I still stand by the fact that they should have traded down, but that's just my personal. I wonder. Opinion. I, I, they, they, I don't think they were like getting five. many offers though. Then because like I would assume they would have traded down if they were getting offers. I feel like teams were kind of scared about like the whole draft layout and stuff that especially early, especially early, yeah, wanted, because they started to pick up later yeah. on. I think that yeah. I think we got like the latest we've gone in the first round in a while before a pick was traded. I think. Uh, yeah, because. Bucks, whoever the Bucks were picking, I think, but they traded that to San Fran. 
Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a close, like closer part to a decade ago since we went that late in the first round without a without a trade. Mm-hmm. And then they took DeAndre Swift, thirty fifth overall. I like that. I do too, because they have not been able to figure out that position for Matt Stafford in years. They took Carry On Johnson, who I thought was going to be nice, but Carry On could just not stay healthy. He got banged up at running back in the like in college, and now he's getting banged up in the pros. So I think DeAndre Swift's a nice back that fits Stafford well. Yeah, he doesn't. He uh, didn't have a ton of carries either. Like he didn't get hurt. Doesn't have a ton of carries. So I just think it would be like like unlucky if he came in and he got hurt a bunch. Yeah, I like the I like the receiver they took from uh, Wisconsin, Quintez Cephas. I think he's a really really underrated player. Yeah. Because I think he I think that's a guy like he's not super quick. I think he ran a four six something. At the combine, but like he's got a big body, good control, runs nice routes. I think that's another toy for Matt Stafford to play with on the outside. I like that. Gave him some guard help with back-to-back picks of guards in the third and fourth round. I like what they did too. All right, right. now uh, we're on your boys. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna move on to the boys. I off the bat, I think we had the third best draft of this anybody in our own division. And that's 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 oh, tough. I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say total. I was like, oh, okay. Nah, like, third best draft in our own division. That's not a good okay. sign. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna go into depth here in my theory here. Okay. I think Gudekunst had a plan, and I'm gonna. I tell me if I if I if I seem like I'm off here or not, but I don't think I am. Okay. I think he I think he wanted to draft a quarterback for a couple years now. I could so this is why. Okay. Okay. So he was the VP of player personnel in 2016. Or no, so yeah. his last year his last year was 2017 as VP of personnel. And then he took over as the GM in 2018. Okay. So there was a rumor that the Packers were going to take a, like a quarterback in 2017, and they didn't. And they was they were rumored to take. Uh, I was Lil Mahomes here, right? Yeah, it was. It was supposed to be. There was supposed to be. Oh, I'm blanking on his name now. Buddy from Notre Dame. Kaiser. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, Deshaun Kaiser. Oh, okay. It was supposed to be Deshaun Kaiser. They were rumored to take him because they traded out of the first round. And they had the 33rd pick in that draft. They didn't take him, and they took Kevin King instead. And there's been rumors floating around that they're going to take a quarterback in 18. And, like, there's been, like, rumors, like, floating around that they would potentially draft a quarterback. They haven't. And then the first year that LaFleur has with Rodgers, he takes a quarterback the following offseason. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think they were planning for this. And I think, especially Gutekunst, I think he was playing for this for a couple years. I think Mike McCarthy probably got in the way of uh, them doing that then. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think, th- I think this was planned. And I think the, the way they drafted, I think, sets up Jordan for the future. Yeah. Because they took A.J. Dillon in the second round. And, I, okay, I'm going to give you his measurables. His measurables are pretty much the exact same as Derrick Henry. 
Is he that? Is he that big? Is he like six two? He's no buddy. So Derrick Henry is six three two forty seven. Okay. Oh yeah. That's Derrick Henry. This guy yeah. weighs two hundred and forty seven pounds, like Derrick Henry. He's yeah. three inches shorter. Oh, so he's a unit. <laughs> so this guy is six feet tall and just an absolute unit at 247 pounds. Yeah. He's explosive too, isn't he? Yeah, I think he ran a four five one or something like that. And he yeah. has a 41-inch vert. Yeah. So take that as you as you will. Wait, 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 hold on. He's a four. I didn't even like take that. He's a forty-one inch vert. Yeah, he has a forty-six feet tall. Yes, he has a forty-one inch vert at six feet oh tall and two hundred and forty-seven pounds. Yo, he should be playing point guard. <laughs> so, okay, so I think he's. People are saying that he's going to replace Aaron Jones in the backfield because Aaron Jones is going to be too expensive. Why wouldn't he replace Jamal? Williams? That's. I think that's. I think people are wrong there. I think he's going to replace yeah. Jamal Williams. Because I think the one-two punch of the change of pace and the quickness and the elusiveness is Aaron Jones. But I think it's complemented better by a better back. Jamal Williams, for his career, is under four yards a carry. Yeah, because he's just like a bruiser, like goal line guy, isn't he? but I expected him to be better than he was. I think A.J. Dillon is going to be everything that I hoped Jamal Williams was going to be. So I think they're, they're they drafted Love because they wanted to get a quarterback for a couple years. They draft Dylan to potentially be the like the the workhorse back for Jordan in like two years. I think they cut or trade Aaron after the twenty twenty one season and they roll with Jordan Love in twenty twenty two. Yeah. So I think they get the running back of the future uh, with Jordan Love, yeah. and then they drafted one of the best receiving uh, receiving tight ends in the third round. Out of Cincinnati, so I think that, I think they're giving him a, the tight end, and he like this guy's I, Joshua Degura. If, sorry if I'm butchering your name, buddy. He reminds me when I was watching watching a little bit of tape on this guy. He reminds me of a lesser version of Zach Ertz. He had like the same mannerisms and the same like. Same the way he carried himself. Like how he sits in the coverage yeah. and like catches a little underneath balls. The way yeah. he the way he just played reminded me so much of Zach Ertz. So you get a good tight good receiving yeah. tight end, a bruiser in the backfield, with to go with the quarterback that you've wanted to select for a couple years. And then you rebuild the O line. You take two offensive linemen that play tackle, and then you take a center. I think that they are building for the future post Rodgers. Because they need a receiver that can help us win now. Yeah. But they took players that I think are, are, are going to help them in two, three years down the road from now. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I'm almost positive deep down. I think that's what they were going for. That's funny because like you're talking like like glowingly of all these guys, but you just said they had the, they had the third best draft in your own division. Because I don't think they're going to contribute right away. I don't. I think this team's going to take a step back. I don't think this team. Wins the division next year. I don't think that the draft was okay. that good. I think in a couple think years, the division next year, I think the Vikings probably win that division. Yeah, and then choke in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta keep up with tradition, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this is also our podcast, so we can talk about whatever the hell we want. So if you want to keep talking about your boys, you can as well. I was thinking about that. Like I'm gonna do the same thing anyway. Yeah, so. I, I honestly. 
tell me if that theory seems off to you because that's what I think. No, no, not really. Because I like we were talking about this how coaches want their own guys, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers is thirty six years old. So and I heard I've heard comparisons of Jordan. Like, okay, Jordan, first of all, Jordan Love is not Patrick Mahomes, but people were making comparisons to Patrick Mahomes in the sense that Jordan Love is super talented. He just needs like that year or two to develop, and like a lot of like scouts and whatnot think that's probably going to be like closer to two years to develop. And this is why I'm not going. This is why anybody that is trashing on this Jordan Love Jordan Love pick should not talk football or the draft specifically. Go back to uh, it would be three years ago now. People were clowning the Chiefs for trading up to get Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, clowning the Chiefs. You have Alex Smith. Why wouldn't you get another person to help Alex Smith win now? Blah blah blah. Do you remember what they were saying about the Chiefs and Alex? Smith? Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, yeah. They were yeah. They were, like the Chiefs fans had like their uh, pitchforks outside of the stadium. Like yeah, and then look at what you have now. You have the best quarterback in the league in a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And it's been two years. Yeah. So let me let me say this. Let me so that I'll make the same comparison here. Maybe he's not going to be as good as Patrick Mahomes. But how do you know he can't be what Carson Wentz is or what Jared Goff is and yeah, take him to yeah, a Super Bowl? I, I was going to say, like, my favorite comparison to him would actually probably be Carson Wentz. Like, a big, like, big arm. Like, I, I don't think he's from the country, but, like, he played Utah State. Like, you're playing in the elements of Utah State. Like, big arm, athletic. Like, like I think Carson Wentz was more pro-ready, but, well, because he, he also started, like, his first year after. But... I, yeah, I I like that comparison. Like, I honestly like I'd compare him. Like, I think I don't even know. Like, I like I like the Patrick Mahomes comparison from like the development standpoint, but from the physical standpoint, I don't even know because he's he's bigger. I think right, like he's taller. Is he not? I think he's taller, but I don't think he's as well built. I think he's a like he's more yeah. lengthy. Yeah, I think he, I think he could add some muscle because like Mahomes has like a cannon for an arm, and so does Love. But Love like it's not like he doesn't. That was strong with throw base. So this is the last thing I'm going to say about like about this. I'm not a huge fan of what they did outside of the love pick. Yeah, I think I think the only reason, the only way I would like what they're doing outside the love pick is if my theory is correct, and they're building as if they're, they're building the for two years from now when they put love yeah. in to start. I mean, I've never talked to like Matt Lafleur, obviously, but he doesn't seem like a stupid guy. So I honestly like. Because I think what you're saying is logical, right? Like, Aaron's 36. Like, actually, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say. Because, like, if your quarterback's level, you should be trying to win now. But I also, like, if they took Jordan Love, that means there wasn't a skill guy that they liked enough where they were drafting to, like, draft them, obviously. Well, let's let's just say it for what it is. I'm not a huge – I don't listen to much of what Skip says from yeah. FS1. Yeah. But he keeps saying that – Rogers' stats have gotten worse and worse and worse, and it, it's been a steady decline over the last four years. And you, everybody said it was Mike McCarthy. He gets a new coach, his stats the still go down. Time. Yeah, they won games, yeah. but he, he like I go back and watch highlights of what Rogers used to be. He's just not the same guy. And I'm not going to sit here and say he is the same guy he was five years ago. Well, do you remember like the Aaron Rodgers Tom Brady like uh, fights that everybody used to have? Those were legitimate. That like yeah, before twenty fourteen, 
yeah. when Brady only had three rings and Rodgers had one, but he, Rodgers was playing out of his mind, that was a legit argument. And I think that argument, if Rodgers wins the 2014 NFC Championship game and they don't blow that lead against Seattle, and then he plays Tony I mean, Brady in, in that mean, Super Bowl, yeah, that changes his legacy forever, I think. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest what if for his career. I think that I think we're gonna go down and think about if he would have won that Super Bowl that year, because that was the same year he was playing with that torn calf muscle. Yeah. So if he would have, he's running around. That, that leg, changes yeah. his legacy right there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's steadily gotten worse over the last four years. Yeah. So maybe maybe he's not someone that like Brady that can play forever. Maybe he is closer to being done than we think. I mean, in all fairness, him and Brady are two completely different quarterbacks. Yeah, I don't think I honestly don't think that Rodgers loves football as much as Brady. I think Rodgers has so many other interests outside of football, which is not a bad thing, yeah. right? Like it's not a, It's like LeBron. It's like LeBron. Like LeBron, like I know he, I think he loves basketball, but I think his mind might be elsewhere right now. Honestly, like not to knock guys, like obviously obviously like Jordan's built like an empire off of being Michael Jordan obviously in basketball. Yeah. But I think LeBron could be even bigger than Jordan was in the business world because he's just got so many more interests outside of basketball. Bro, I think as soon as all like those like Jordan baby boomers die off, like it's going to be like LeBron for us and yeah. And I, like I'll say the same thing with for football. I think Rodgers will be bigger outside of football than he ever was in the football world. I can't say the same with Brady. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Cuz what is Brady without football? He's just like an unathletic guy from California. Cuz like the first thing I think of a supermodel wife. The first thing I think of with Rodgers, like he's won Jeopardy. Is it the celebrity Jeopardy or the actual Jeopardy is one? Uh, one celebrity Jeopardy. I mean, he went to Berkeley. He's a smart guy. Like he's yeah, a he's very a smart, smart guy. I think, and he's guy, a personal. Yeah. Like he's personable. Yeah, he might be a little cocky, but I think I think he uh, I think he'll do well for himself. So I, I definitely mm-hmm. think he's closer to being done than people want to say because he hasn't been the same yeah. guy. And I think I've mentioned it you to this like off the air, like way back, like maybe I think a couple years ago now. But I think you'll remember this. Do you remember how I said I think he was close to being like he? I don't think he's going to be the same guy since he broke his collarbone. Yeah, I was going to say that was after the collarbone break. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't think he's been the same guy since he broke his collarbone in seventeen. Yeah, it was yeah. seventeen. It was two thousand seventeen. Because that was the year you guys ran the table, wasn't it? No, it was the year after. Then we started four and one, and then he broke his collarbone. Okay. Okay. So, this, so this is this is why I think this. This is why I think this. People, people might think this is crazy or not. So he, we were four and one. He breaks his collarbone in that sixth game against Minnesota. He comes back, I think week fifteen. So he misses what? He misses. I am not going to do the math, but he misses a bunch of games. I think he misses half the season. He misses nine games or seven games. He comes back. He comes back week fifteen against the Panthers in. Carolina and for a guy that never throws interceptions he threw three in that game was that the Panthers uh sorry what year was this 15 or 16 16? or no it was 17 it was okay. 17 oh sorry 17 yeah, yeah never mind okay it was 17 but yeah he threw three picks in that game and for a guy that doesn't even have like 75 career interceptions to throw three in one game yeah that's crazy I, I just don't think he's the same guy I think whatever happened to his collarbone 
after that break, he's just not been. He hasn't been the same guy. He he, he short arms balls now. He just does not look like the same guy. I don't know if it's just because of age or if it's because of the injury. But it's playing into my theory. I just don't think he's the same guy post injury. Do you think that like that was like a mental thing, or do you think it's a physical thing? I think it could be both. To be honest with you, yeah. I think it could be both. Yeah. All right, so uh, how are you getting uh, – is it my turn to go to the NFC East now? Yeah, yeah, I'm done ranting about my boys. I'm done ranting about my yeah. boys. No, bro, like I said, this is our podcast. We can talk about whatever the hell we want for however long we want, right? So, um, All right, so yeah, I'm still, still have to go through the NFC East. So uh, I will start with the Giants. So I'll just like run through – I'll run through these teams pretty quickly. So the Giants, I give them a C plus. Uh, I like the Xavier McKinney pick. Didn't like the Andrew Thomas pick. I knew that I do. I do know they needed to tackle. I thought they took the wrong one at four. I thought if you wanted Andrew Thomas, or was it four? Yeah, you could have traded back and got a different tackle or a better tackle. Um, did it? They didn't address the wide receiver spot. Daniel Jones might be protected protected well, but he still doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Um, Yes, I, I think that's kind of like overall like a failure of a draft besides the Xavier McKinney pick because he was the best safety in the draft, and I thought he was great value where they got them. Um, Redskins, we actually might talk about the Redskins for a little bit because I know we're going to touch on uh, D-linemen and first-round picks. Uh, I gave them a D. So they had one good pick I found in their draft. That was Antonio Gibson. He's a wide receiver. And he was a, I think he's a quick guy. He could take the top off in a defense. Um, I think he'll be good with Terry McLaurin for whoever is playing quarterback for them. Um, but yeah, I don't like taking Chase Young at two. I don't care what's like scouts are telling me, like, oh, this guy is like a transcendent talent. I'm like, bro, do you guys say that about a defensive end every single draft? Show me one who has won a Super Bowl who's been drafted that high. I can name you some who haven't. Miles Garrett hasn't won anything. He was a fir- he was a first overall pick as defensive end. Hasn't won anything. Don't get me started on this. I can go on. Yeah, I can go on this yeah. for a we, long time. We can go on for, like on our defensive lineman rant for a long time, but the Redskins like so like we talked about this off air. Like the Redskins drafted, I think either two or three D linemen in a row with their first round picks like two or three years ago. I don't remember. I don't remember how many, but I remember Ashawn Robinson was one of them, and I think Jared. Okay, so I think it was two. I think they drafted two, like two tiers in a row with their first, like high first round. Yeah, didn't pick. they take Jonathan Allen or whatever his name is? Jonathan Allen, and then Ashawn Robinson the year after, or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And now you take another. So you already have Ryan Kerrigan. You have those two guys, unless I'm mistaken. Like, why would you take another defensive end when your team is garbage? Like, there are so many. Like, that roster, I looked at that roster, bro. That roster is not well-constructed at all. Your quarterback, you need a quarterback. You have a need on the offensive line. And you lost your left tackle. So you're not so on Haskins, eh? No, and I don't think anybody else is. So don't even give me that. I know you aren't either, but. Yeah, I just wanted to get your opinion there. I just wanted to get your opinion. Because yeah. I know some people are going to be like, uh, you have Haskins, bro. Haskins is trash. Moving on. <laughs> Haskins? I watch Haskins have a really good 2020, and everybody will get on that bandwagon just like they did with Trubisky. Because you saw Trubisky in his rookie year. He was awful. They get to, he yeah. gets a new coach, Matt Nagy. He has a great first year with Matt Nagy. But then when they have an offseason to study Nagy's system, 
Trubisky goes back to being trash because you can't hide him again yeah. for a second year. I will always remember that draft. I was screaming. I'm not even a Bears fan, bro. I was sitting in my, like, wherever we were. I think it was my basement. Screaming at the TV, like, why would you do that? You gave up so much draft capital for that guy? To move up one spot. To move up one spot? And I was like, okay, if he is good, I'm going to die on this hill. I feel great. That was probably one of my better takes. I'm like, yeah, no, he's going to be terrible. And he needs this terrible, is why so. this is this is why this is stupid. I liked Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback in that class. Or Deshaun Watson. That's what I was going to say. I personally liked Patrick Mahomes. But then you also had the defending national champion at quarterback there as well in Deshaun Watson. They passed on both those guys. I can understand them passing on Mahomes because I can see where there was some, like, iffiness on the Patrick Mahomes front. I was a a fan because I saw his natural traits and I saw the way he could throw the football. And, like, from any arm angle, I'm like, bro, that is, like, not normal. That's not a yeah. pocket passer with a cannon of an arm. That's an athlete that can throw the ball like we've never seen before. Yeah. You just clean up his footwork. He's going to be a good quarterback. And sure enough, he's been the best quarterback in the league. He's the best quarterback. And then you, have, then you have Deshaun Watson, obviously. It made no sense yeah, then, and it makes even less sense now. Yeah, so tangent aside... Chase Young pick was stupid. I thought the Redskins could have gotten more value if they traded back and filled more holes because that receiver's or sorry that roster's not good. Um, and so this is gonna absolutely pain me to say this. Uh, oh yeah, so I give the Redskins a D and the Giants a C plus, but this is gonna absolutely like, tear up my heart. I gave the Cowboys an A plus. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, and like you're saying wow, like if you like go and look at what they did. Like CD Lamb aside, and that's obviously a big pick, like they drafted really well. Like they re- they replaced uh oh my god. Oh Travis Frederick with uh Tyler Biadas from uh Wisconsin, like in like the third or fourth round, which was great value. Um they Draft they got Trayvon Diggs, so I thought it was one of the best corners in the uh, the draft. Great value where they got him, and they got Ceedee Lamb at like twenty one or whatever or eighteen. Like I, I I don't know. I hate to talk about the Cowboys like this, but like man, I heard Steve. I, th- I texted this. I heard Steve Smith calling them next dynasty. Like I, I'm not going to go that far because they had one good draft. Because I I still think defensively they're going to be awful next year. I think they're going to lit up by a bunch of teams and exposed. But okay, well, let's just be hundred yeah. percent honest here. That's a stupid take. What makes dynasties? Like, bro, the Cowboys haven't won a playoff game since I've been alive. But it takes a well, not alive. They've won one, too. Oh yeah. Like, like I, I think we said this. I think this is Dak's last shot. I think this, like, next season is Dak's last shot. Okay, well, think about the last couple of dynasties. You have the Patriots with Tom Brady. Oh, the Patriots, and then yeah, before that. And like I, there hasn't been a dynasty since like the nineties when it was like the nineties. I think the, Cow- Cowboys. the Cowboys, the Cowboys were in the nineties, yeah. And they both had Hall of Fame quarterbacks. They had Joe Montana with the yeah. Niners, and then you had Aikman with the Cowboys. Hey, Joe Montana and Steve, and Steve Young with the Niners too. Yeah, all Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah. So you need a Hall of Fame quarterback with a Hall of Fame caliber roster to be a dynasty. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, like like that's the thing I don't get about the Cowboys. Like that roster is probably like one of the better rosters in the NFL, but they went eight and eight last year. They lost a bunch of and they lost too this year. 
Yeah, like, bro, like, their defense is, like, like who are they playing at corner? Like, Ouzier and uh, Jordan Lewis? I hope so. Like, yes, I hope so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes, please. And, like, or I guess Trayvon Diggs now. Like, they drafted Diggs. I do like Diggs. But they didn't address safety. Who are they trotting out there at safety? I couldn't tell you. No, they lost. Because uh, they lost Heath, I think. They did, lose, Heath they, they, they did lose Heath. And Heath looked like their yeah. starting safety. Like their best, I'd say their best position groups are linebackers, and Sean Lee is. If he, I don't even know if he's still there, but he's old. Jalen Smith is good, but he he has an injury history. Like I, I don't know, like that defense is not that good. That offense is unreal. The defense, it's I don't know. It's have you seen the photo or like like the drawing of the Lamborghini, and it's like a Lamborghini in the front, but a horse in the back. I haven't, but no, that is one hundred percent the Cowboys. That's the Cowboys, yeah. Like, they have a Lamborghini in the front, and their defense is a horse's ass. Like, that's the best way I can put it. The front end, the front right. end looks beautiful, but they just got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to talk about my boys now. Okay, so... Where, wait, where you want to start? I'm going to... Okay, what, what do you mean, sorry? Like, I think I know where okay. you want to start here, and I cannot wait so, to vote on this. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about... Or not that I don't want to talk about I'll, I'll make a statement, right? If the Eagles didn't draft Jalen Hurts with their second-round pick, I think they had an A to A-plus draft. Okay? Like, blanket statement. Them drafting Jalen Hurts puts this down to, like, a B. That pick makes no sense. Even if they want to use him in the Taysom Hill role, it still makes no sense. Bro, I, like, I, was, sit- I was fuming last Bro, night. it I, makes like, no sense. Even if he is... Going to be a Taysom Hill esque player. It's still, Hill it still doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense to draft a gadget player in the second round. Yeah, I don't even want to get started. Like, I, I yeah, I, I don't want to talk about the negatives, right? That is the glaring negative that brings this draft from like an A ish grade to like a B C grade. Okay. Like, even and, and even if like I was trying to think of like positives, like positive ways to spin it, right? And I was like, oh, well, maybe he's there because Carson gets hurt a lot. You know, Carson Wentz has only missed like I think it's six starts in the or sorry six regular season starts in the last three years. Okay, but that's that's kind of a scuff stat too, though. It is a scuff stat, but like, anyway, like I. I, I don't think you're making the playoffs without Carson Wentz, though. I'll put it that way. Well, I'll, I'll just say this. If Carson gets hurt, Jalen is not being what you thought Carson Nick Wentz. Foles could do. No. No, not at all. That, that's another thing. That, that, like, that, like, okay, we're going to get into this. Like, screw it. Jalen Hurts is not good. He is not a good quarterback. And if he, I like, honestly, I hope – I don't even know if I hope he proves me wrong because, like, I'm a Carson Wentz guy. But if I like, I honestly like, if something happens to Carson and he and Jalen proves wrong, then then cool, whatever. Like it is what it is. I'm wrong. I can live with being wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong a lot. But like going into the draft, I think I said this too in the season. And actually, I did say it this season. I remember this now, and it's actually quite ironic. I don't know if you remember this, but we we were watching Jalen Hurts tear it up at Oklahoma. I was like, man, somebody's gonna reach on that. Like somebody is going to reach on him, and they are gonna look stupid. Granted, when I said reach, I thought, like, maybe first round. I didn't think, like, mid-second round. And now I look stupid. I thought he was a third or fourth round pick, bro. I didn't think he was going to go with that. I I did not think he was going to go I thought, like, him and Easton were, like, kind of mixed as, like, maybe the third or fourth or, like, the fourth or fifth quarterback. I I don't know. I can't believe he went before Easton. 
Yeah, Eason went like in the fifth round or the fourth round. I don't even remember when he went today. It was late though. Um, yeah, I didn't like you. Like honestly, like if you want this, like if anybody wants something fun to watch, like just go on YouTube and watch like EDP four four fives like live stream of when the Eagles drafted him. Like that's quite funny. Or just like look at like if you want a good laugh, just like look at how Eagles fans react to that because I'm pretty sure they were ready to burn the city down after that happened. Um. But yeah, so I'll start with that. I'm going to get the negative out of the way first, and that's the only negative. So that's out of the way. Didn't like it. Don't like like don't like him as a prospect. Don't like him as a quarterback. It is what it is, right? All right, let's get to the positives that some people still think is negative. So Jalen Rager, right? A lot of Eagles fans were pissed because the Eagles didn't trade up to get uh, to get CeeDee Lamb, which is I, uh, understandable. I thought they actually did uh, – they had the draft capital to do so. But – now, once I see like who like the like once I see the trade not happening in context, is that like does that make sense? Like once I see who they actually took, yeah, with those picks they didn't trade. Like I'm kind, I'm actually okay with it. Like they took four receivers or three. I think they took three receivers, right? Any one of those three guys could be better than CD Lamb. Like we don't know, right? So I, I'm okay, especially after I did I did research on like all these receivers too, right? Like Rager, so. I like I'll, I'll like already at three o'clock in the morning on round one night. I was up doing my research on this guy because I was pissed, like most Eagles fans, that we didn't take Justin Jefferson. And then I started looking into this guy. Like, no, he he could be special. He could actually be very, like a special player. Like, don't know if he'll be better than Jefferson. I I think he could be, but we don't know, right? But this guy had over so in 2018 in his sophomore year. He's a true he's a true junior. He's 21 years old. He had. Over a thousand yards, I think six touchdowns. Right, playing with I forget who TCU's quarterback was at the time. Last um, year, no, twenty eighteen. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, TCU football that closely lately. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't. Anyways, so he he had a good season. Um, he was voted as like one of the best receivers in the Big Twelve. Anyways, going into the twenty nineteen season, players voted Rager as the best receiver in the Big Twelve. Um, coaches and scouts had voted him as the fastest receiver in the Big 12. And then C.D. Lamb, obviously, like, blew, like he had a really good year. Um, so that wasn't really proven to be true. But so Rager went from over 1,000 yards to 500 and something yards and, and five touchdowns after, he, after his quarterback changed. He changed, like, his quarterback. This, this is a stat that blew my mind. Jalen Rager was thrown a catchable ball on 60% of his targets. And he had nine drops last year. Yeah, I watched a couple TCU games this year. I was not impressed with their quarterback. He was he did not impress me at all. 60% of your targets are catchable. Like I tend to I tend to watch these I like I tend to especially with that position, I tend to watch games and see if he catches my eye. And then I start to – if he, he catches my eye, I, I tend to watch and see if he could be an NFL caliber player. So this past year, yeah. I had a couple guys that weren't eligible to be eligible for this upcoming draft that we just had. But I remember watching TCU. I mean, this guy is terrible. And he's a true freshman. I'm like, okay, I, it doesn't matter if you're a true freshman or not. There's guys that have talent, and you can see that talent as a true freshman. Justin, Justin Fields is basically a true freshman. Well – he okay. He's a redshirt like freshman this year, so like I'll, I'll, yeah. I I won't like judge 
too harshly because he balled out and Buddy from TCU didn't. Duggan, I, can't, I don't know his first name. It's I don't know his first name. I really don't want to know. <laughs> but then I watched if you if you compare Duggan from TCU, and then you go watch film on him, and then you go watch film on, say Sam Howell, from North Carolina. It is night and day. Yeah, Howell, I think potentially in two years from now could be the first quarterback off the board in two years from now. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you told me this. I'm telling you, this kid is yeah. special from North Carolina. Yeah. 35 touchdown passes as a true freshman. This kid can play at North Carolina. He's doing this yeah. at North Carolina, too. Yeah, Mac Brown's turning that program around, though. Which is yeah, but historically, say, though, but... North Carolina. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so the Jalen – oh, sorry, what were you going to say, buddy? No, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, I, I do like the regu- like the, uh, the pick-your-boys buddy from TCU – with yeah. Gregor, I don't like the quarterbacks. Obviously, a problem down there at TCU. Yeah, because I, I like. Okay, you know when you hear about a guy who's linked to your team for the first time, and it's like two days before the draft, and you're like, "Oh, I know what's about to happen." They're taking him. They're taking him, and that's what happened with Rager. I'm like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And they took him. I'm like, "I'm still like, who the hell is this guy?" And then I did some research. This guy, I think, could be a stud. He. Like, he, you could tell, like, the quarterback play affected him not only, like, his stats, but mentally as well. Like, he gave up a lot, I noticed, like, in games. Like, I think you could tell he was like, why am I here? Why am I playing with this guy? Like, because he's, like, he is an electric player. Like, he could be Deshaun Jackson 2.0, except he's a little bigger. And he's a little more physical. He, like, he ran a 4, what was it, a 4.38 at the combine, I think, or a 4.4 at the combine? He ran a four two three at his pro day. Like NFL scouts had him running in like the mid four twos at his pro day, which would have been the fastest time at this draft, faster than Henry Ruggs. Damn. So I love. I actually I'm in love with that pick now. So I like that pick. Um, oh, uh, the oh, who's the linebacker we took in the third round? I liked him as well. I'm, I'm not as high on him. Uh, Davion Thomas. Hold on. Um, I, I like I wasn't as high, but like again, like we need we need linebackers. He's fast, he's physical. Like I like that or Davion Taylor, um, from Colorado played the played the Pac twelve. Uh, you can definitely tell he was like a he's like a cover four three uh, outside linebacker, which is what the Eagles play. So I like that. Now this next pick, this is one I think they absolutely knocked out of the park with. Kayvon Wallace, a safety from Clemson, was a steal, one hundred twenty seventh overall. I think he could fit in and fill Malcolm Jenkins' shoes. I don't think he'll start right away, but I think he'll play behind Rodney McLeod, and I think he will ball out. Eagle, the Eagles have a pretty good track record with Clemson safeties. You can just ask Brian Dawkins, but I think like I'm not he's not Brian Dawkins, but I'm just saying I think Kayvon Wallace could be huge. Like I'm a big fan of bringing winning football players to my team in the pros. Like he was on those he was on the Clemson teams that won national championships. You're on that Mike Mayock so, bandwagon. Yeah, like winning football. Like I, I think winning football translates from college to the NFL. Like I, I don't think that's a crazy take. Yeah, because but... Mayock loves the guys from Bama and Clemson in school. Yeah. Like that. Well, man, even like just throwing like a highlight tape and like like Wallace stands out and he's like he's like he looks like he plays strong safety. Like it's like the Cam Chancellor role. Like he he sits in the box a lot and he just like lays the boom on guys. Um. Yeah. So I love that pick. Um, John Hightower, the receiver from Boise State, loved that pick too. I watched some highlights of that guy earlier today after I saw the Eagles took him. He looks really, 
you know the Eagles, they didn't draft a receiver who ran less than a 4-3. Or sorry, ran more than a 4-3, 4-4. Four, four. Well, didn't they struggle like, with speed got, last year at uh, wide? Oh, yeah. Like, bro, like, what do you think is going to happen when you're throwing to Alshon Jeffrey every yeah, time? Yeah, you need, you need some, like, some quickness out like, there. Yeah, they had like none John of Hightower and Quez. So, John Hightower, I think he ran a 4-3 something. Hold on. Yeah, you're, oh, sorry. He ran a 4-4-3. Four, four, so, that stat that I read, I read was wrong. But this guy looks faster on the field than he did than, than that. Um, so, I like, I like every receiver they took. Now this this pick from your boys, your Auburn boys, Prince Tega. What how do you pronounce this guy's last name? Prince Tega Wanogo. He's a tackle, and we got him in the sixth round. Yeah, sixth, two hundred and tenth overall, and he could like he. I think he could plug in and play, like start at right tackle probably or left tackle in the next maybe two three years. Yeah, Auburn's tackle play was pretty good last year. So he, yeah, and this guy slipped to the sixth round. I, I honestly like I I'm I oh I just the Eagles drafted two Auburn tackles we drafted both Auburn tackles okay well <laughs> I just realized that yeah I forgot about Jack Driscoll yeah we drafted both tackles yeah so there you go and yeah Quez Watkins a receiver from Southern Mississippi Sean Bradley like we filled every hole we needed basically besides corner but we like we picked up Darius Slay so that is what it is um, that's good that your boys did that my boys can't say the same. Yeah, like I'm all like, oh man, like the Jalen Hurts pick just like ruined it. Cause like I, I'm genuinely like, I was genuinely so excited about every other pick. And then like you just have like this like red mark in the middle of it. Like, I don't know. I it don't is what it is. Cause so. Jalen Hurts is, I don't even think he's athletic like uh, Taysom Hill is. Like Taysom Hill? I don't think so either. So if you're getting a gadget guy. Don't, doesn't your gadget yeah. guy need to be more athletic than Jalen Hurts? Your gadget has to be more, okay. Question: Do you think he's more athletic than Carson Wentz? Like actual question. No, I think it's closer than people think. I think it, I think it's pretty much even. Yeah. So, uh, like, and Howie Rose was saying you want to be a quarterback factor, like, bro. Why don't you focus on the twenty-seven-year-old, like, in your in his prime, like, good quarterback? If you're going to draft a backup quarterback in this draft. My sleeper was Cole McDonald from Hawaii. If you're going to draft a backup quarterback, did he get drafted? I think he went in the sixth round, and I want to say he went to the Colts, but I could be wrong. Hey, if you want to draft a backup quarterback, draft Jacob Easton in the fourth round or wherever he went. Like, oh man, like I don't even. Yeah. Oh, he went to the Titans. All right, he went to the Titans. Cole right. McDonald went to the Titans. I think this guy could potentially be the. Um, the Gardner Minshew of this draft. Oh, the steal in the late round? Yes, I'm just going to say that. I, I like this guy. Yeah. I like this guy. All right, well, that was our round by round. and te- or Not round by round. Team by team, division by division breakdown of the NFL draft. So if you got through it, thank you for listening through the whole thing. I know there were some hiccups along the way, but we got through it. Um, I don't know how often we'll be uploading, but Ryan and myself, we have some creative ideas to bring you guys during this quarantine. Um, also we want to do a, like a quiz show, um, or like a, like a trivia show. So if you listen to the podcast and you have like some sports trivia questions, like nothing crazy, like I don't want to know like who broke the NHL goal scoring record in 1927. Like I like, we're not going to get that. Like just maybe like some fun, like trivia questions that we might be able to get. 
Um, like we want to do like a little quiz show. Um, otherwise, like we pro- we'll probably just like end up like making questions for each other and then going from there or asking like other people to make us questions. But uh, yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening, Ryan. Anything else you want to say? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, for next episode, we'll have some socials up. Maybe a Twitter account. Maybe an Instagram account. Yep, so you can yep. follow us. We don't have those yet, so tune in next time. And then hopefully we have those two things up. You can follow us on our socials if you like our content. Reach out to us. Give us some ideas for the show. Give give us some content that you want us to cover. Yeah. Yeah, like we're just we're two guys. We love sports. Like we're in a quarantine. Like we love like we like we talk like we talk every day and we talk sports every day. And like we'd love to get our takes out to the world, just to maybe know if we're crazy or not. Like that's what this is, and like we're really passionate um about this like ryan's gonna go into broadcasting like i'm in something completely like unrelated from sports depending on how you look at it but yeah anyways yeah so thank you for listening uh we will be back probably within a couple days actually so uh, yeah thank you all right thanks for tuning in